Good evening. This is the Weekly Wrap for Friday, July 7th. Well, the drama that is the Ukrainian-Russian war continues. Uh, Both sides accusing each other of high-precision guided missiles lined up at the nuclear plant in Ukraine that, of course, if that were to melt down, would essentially throw them into a nuclear winter for about the next 10 or 20 years. So there were threats that went on back and forth earlier in the week that was somewhat attributed to the short covering by managed money in the wheat contract here this week. Uh, The grain corridor discussions uh, continue to go on uh, with the vote coming in on July 17th. So the soap opera that that is essentially now numbing the market every time one of these stories comes out. You know, last week it was uh, an overthrow of the Russian government. You know, every one of these stories comes out just seems to be numbing the market toward uh, or from the drama that is the Ukrainian-Russian war. But don't, don't lose sight that in, within the shuffle of all of this is continued uh, losses in production in the Ukraine. Uh, Russia is slow rolling export permitting and licenses. So the shipments continue to slow down dramatically um, you know, through permitting process. And so you know, it's, it's just a mere sort of formality that the corridor gets shut down here pretty soon. But it might, if it does, of course, have a pretty dramatic impact on the sentiment of the global inventories of corn and wheat coming out of that area. Uh, for China, they've been extraordinarily active in Brazil. So once they saw the massive shortfall in acres in the United States uh, that would require cutting of exports to their country, they have become very um, heavy buyers of the remaining be- uh, beans out of Brazil. And so ultimately, they will be cleaning up those inventories probably quicker than the market expects. For now, the U.S. is, you know, isn't considered to be competitive with Brazil until October, and at that time, we will not only be competitive on the export scene, but we will probably dominate the global uh, crush scene for meal and oil at the same time. So I'm expecting a, a very large demand boost for U.S. beans and U.S. Uh, crush products October forward. So we will own the market essentially globally there from there forward. Uh, the Federal Reserve, for their part, have been uh, relatively quiet. Uh, they've had not a lot of speakers coming out in public, but they continue, the few that are out there, continues to talk about their uh, push to get inflation down to 2%. That's not, not going to happen unless they create a recession, and maybe that's ultimately their goal. The jobs number that came out this morning was a little wobbly. They had to make adjustments over the last several weeks uh, of 100,000 jobs each week. So, you know, again, classic government data backtracking on older data to make uh, to make their, their statements and sort of getting lost in the shuffle. The PCE was down hard again this week. So a lot of the inflation um, data is rolling over but it's not rolling over apparently quickly enough for the market. They believe there's a 92% chance that the Fed, Federal Reserve will hike rates on July 26th. So we'll keep an eye on that development. That's probably what's keeping the sentiment from managed money wanting to get too long commodities uh, as long as the Fed is still hiking. Managed money, what did they do? Well, they were massive sellers of corn this week. Uh, selling 71,000 contracts, flipping from a long of 52,000 to now a short 
of 18,000 contracts. In soybeans, they sold off about 10,000 contracts. Now they're long about 89,000. Wheat, they continued to wind down this short. Uh, the net combined short now is 40,000 contracts. And in cotton, the speculators uh, reduced their short of 16,000 contracts to now just eight. So the, the speculative interest in cotton continues to flirt uh, with both sides, a little long, a little short. And that's what's leading to this really hyper choppy price action in cotton. For corn, uh, you know, when the managed money goes from being, you know, short 100,000 to long 60 to back short 20, uh, you know, the corn market has turned really nothing into a short of a casino for managed money. And so that's, uh, you know, that's been the trading uh, action. Uh, that's why we've seen such huge volatility between $5 and this 630 area, uh, sharply up, sharply down. And I'm, I'm going to be interested to see <clears throat> how the market responds once the USDA report comes out next week uh, on June, uh, July 12th. For the weather, we are seeing a cooler weather pattern for the next week to 10 days in the upper Midwest. Uh, and that should help uh, pollination, and that should help uh, stabilize the crop ratings. In fact, on Monday, we're expected to be up three to four percentage points on the crop ratings. Uh, but then after the next seven to 10 days, it does warm up in the upper Midwest. Uh, so we're going to have to keep an eye on the development of heat in the second half of July and how far it goes into August. The rains have been good for a number of areas, no question about it, uh, but not everybody's gotten the rain. And so there is continuing sort of uh, debate uh, about the yields, uh, how good, how much damage was done in the June uh, record heat, record dryness period. How much of that damage are we repairing now? Uh, agronomists have all kinds of varying opinions on that, but there's no doubt that the scale of the drought and the intensity uh, was probably as severe as we've ever seen in the month of June. And so it's just very, very difficult to you know, figure out what the yield impacts are going to be. Uh, from that, we're going to have to guess what the government's going to guess next week. Market is anticipating a three, four, five bushel drop in the corn yield and maybe a one bushel drop. I'll remind you that the, the crop ratings continue to bang against record low uh, for this time of year ever recorded. And so the fact that we're arguing about you know three or four bushels, four or five bushels in corn and one in beans is ridiculous. But you know what? It's, it's the nature of the market. We tend to smooth out the data as best we can. And no one wants to be that guy that throws out a, a 10 to 15 bushel lower corn yield and a 3 to 4 bushel lower bean yield, which is probably where we were at the end of June. Uh, and we probably have recovered some of that. I'm still going to put my personal estimate at around 170 on corn and 50 on beans, both of which will have a relatively dramatic impact on the balance sheets. But I'm, sure, I'm just not sure we're going to see that out of the USDA this early. So those will be the big uh, points of debate coming out of this report on Wednesday is what's the corn yield? because uh, we already know the acres. What's the bean yield? Because we already know the acres. And of course, if they drop that yield at all, the bean balance sheet gets ridiculously tight, not only for uh, you know the nearby, but for all of next year uh, for the U.S. soybeans. So we'll keep an eye on that. 
um, from a marketing perspective, no real changes in any of our dynamics. We we are seeing a bit of a boost in the crude oil prices. So if we can get through that $75 a barrel area in crude oil, it will provide overall macro support for the grains. Uh, but but for now, my uh, pricing estimates haven't changed. I do expect corn ultimately to come back and test that 580 area on December corn. Uh, if we get through that, then we'll go back up and test 620. It's going to take the acknowledgement of a 10 bushel yield loss to get that kind of momentum. We may, we're probably not going to get it out of this report. It's probably going to take uh, until we get further into harvest once we get a yield verifications. For soybeans, I'm still looking for a test of the 1425 area where we're going to get caught up. Uh, or uh, up to that 30% sold at that point. But ultimately, I believe the balance sheets are so tight. Ultimately, I believe there's at least a one, maybe two bushel yield loss that will push November beans a lot closer to $15. For wheat, uh, we should expect uh, a bounce back to that high, that recent high of $7.50 in Chicago wheat and $9 in Kansas City. And then ultimately, a longer-term target for me remains the $9 Chicago area and the $10.50 Kansas City wheat price. For cotton, again, we're just chopping and grinding on either side of $0.80. We can't seem to get any momentum. Funds, managed money, uh, the mills uh, don't want to really push their, their luck on either side of this. Uh, although I, I would argue that uh, the crop has probably stabilized a little bit here. But again, open-ended questions about you know total planted acres that still may be off a half a million, more likely maybe closer to a million acres. Uh, yield estimates, um, abandonment estimates. There's just so many open-ended questions about that that we're probably not going to get to until answers to until the fall. So I really don't have any interest in any kind of marketing here at 80 cents. It would it would take something a lot closer to 90 cents on December to pique my interest, and that's probably just not going to happen. Uh, anytime soon. So, you know, one of the things I will comment on is continuing frustration uh, by a lot of traders and a lot of people who who do risk management, uh, frustrated with the fact that we get this extraordinarily bullish fundamental information and the market just doesn't trade it. There's somebody there to sell the volatility. There's somebody there to kill it every time. Uh, and it and has the, the, the cost of money has kept the managed money from, from uh, jumping in with any large positions. And so we have transformed, in my opinion, these futures market into a spot market. We're not going to we're not going to see any leading advance until it's right in front of you. The scale of the yield losses, the scale of the acres losses, and the impact on the balance sheet. We're going to trade it in the spot market, which means a lot of this volatility may not trade out or play out until the end of the summer, going into harvest. So I just wanted to kind of mentally prepare you for uh, the time frame for when these prices that I'm thinking of uh, might not hit until uh, later in the summer. It may be even into harvest once the yields are confirmed. So just want to get that update to you. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Take care.